Hi, I'm Paul Stringflow and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we take a look at the challenging world of monitoring ever bigger and ever more complex IT environments as we look at AI ops. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tech Interviews. Uh, on this week's show, we're going to take a look at the ever-growing challenge that comes with infrastructure management. Uh, you know, infrastructure management on-premises, infrastructure management in the cloud, and all of the kind of things that sits in between, you know, and how do we start to deal with these ever-growing, ever-more complex infrastructures. Uh, so to help me to do that, I've got uh, I've got a guest, um, which is, if you've ever listened to the show before, is always how it works. Uh, so to uh, to help me on this week's conversation, I'm joined by uh, Gaddy Orin. Hi, Gaddy. How are you? Hi, um, I'm I'm great. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, no, but no, pleasure. Thanks for your time, and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, so, well, but before we jump into our topic, why don't you uh, take a moment, introduce yourself, uh, tell us a little about who you are and what it is you do. Right. So, my name is uh, Gadi Oren. I am the VP of Technology Evangelism for Logic Monitor. Um, I was until uh, until recently uh, doing um, managing the product management, but um, uh, we are growing as a company, and um, the technology evangelism is really about uh, a couple of things. It's about uh, introducing new and exciting technology into our company, as well as um, being able to communicate out and basically do the the deep technology understanding and um, discussions, negotiations sometimes with partners, as well as uh, kind of introducing the company outside for different uh, media outlets uh, when when there's an opportunity for that. Yeah, I think it's, um, actually, I always think it's quite an interesting role because I, I think people hear the phrase evangelist or, you know, or, or however, what other names uh, other, other companies tend to use for that role and always assume it's a role of talking at people. Um, but, but my experience tends to be with people in a kind of role similar to yours. It's very much a role of listening as well. You know, it's listening to your customers, your partners, uh, what the industry is trying to deal with in general. You know, is, is that a big part of your role as well, listening to kind of ideas and seeing how you turn that into to valuable solutions? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, this is this is um, very very true. Uh, as the industry is changing all the time, and so we need to constantly listen to our customers, which is something that we do also for product management. But every um, uh, fairly often there are big trends and big changes that we need to quickly understand that are happening in the industry. So it's representing the industry to the inside. And part of my role is also adoption of uh, very new technologies and things and, and kind of, uh, we call it the uh, rapid application development, which is, um, it might be something similar to what you'd see in big companies as, as the CTO office, right? It's experimenting with new things and seeing if there is a place for them uh, inside the, the uh, portfolio of products and communicating that type of technology and that type of needs from the market into the the company. So there's there's definitely a large part of that uh, in this world. Well, you touched on there the idea that um, you know one of those parts of your role is to understand kind of rapidly changing marketplace. You know whether that's developing technologies or or changing kind of customer problems, customer challenges, um, and that probably leads us nicely on to uh, to our topic. You know, and this idea of how we tend to manage these ever growing, ever more complex uh, infrastructures that that you know many of us listening to the show uh, on a daily basis are either trying to manage or design and architect um, or just keep running. Um, so why don't we dive into that topic a little bit? Um, maybe a good place to start, actually, is to tell 
us a little bit about kind of the traditional logic monitor business. So what it is you guys do and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and what the solutions are that you, you currently provide out to the market? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Logic Monitor is, um, you know, an exciting company, at least, uh, you know, for me. Um, but uh, uh, so it's a, it's a company, the company was founded in, in 2007. Um, what Logic Monitor is providing is a software as a, so, as a service um, solution, uh, a platform, if you will, that can um, monitor anything in your IT environment. And so it can cover, first of all, it's hybrid. It can cover on-premise or on-premises as well as different cloud environments, uh, all from the same solution. Um, it can, it's, uh, it's very comprehensive, so it, it basically monitors everything that you would have in a data center, starting from switches and hosts and storage systems and VMware and um, also in the cloud, so different, different virtualizers and, and cloud-based um, uh, services. Um, it's very uh, quick to implement, so that's uh, another uh, thing that our customers really like, and uh, it's probably the most extensible uh, solution out there. So extensible means you can configure it or add more um, support for additional devices very easily, very quickly. You know, we as a company do it, but also our customers do a lot of that. So um, that that makes the solution um, highly uh, extensible. We um, we also a Vista. Um, we're in the Vista private equity portfolio. So Vista acquired the company on May 2018. Um, just to give you a few interesting stats, we monitor about 400,000 devices right now. We ingest about 350 billion metrics per day. Um, the company has global presence, uh, about 300 employees and about 1,500 customers. So um, that's, uh, that's uh, in short, a little bit about Logic Monitor. Yeah, I mean, we talked off air um, before we started recording, didn't we, about that that number of 350 billion metrics a day. Um, you know, and that's a that's a lot of metrics uh, across 1,500 customers. You know, so that's a lot of metrics per customer. Um, and, and that, it, almost in a nutshell for me, I think that describes a big part of the problem that we've got with a lot of the traditional ways that we've monitored our infrastructure. It's this vast, you know, and, and as these infrastructures get bigger and more complex, you know, you talked about the integration of public cloud, you know, that kind of hybrid infrastructure environment that lots and lots of organizations have you know the amount of information coming into us is a real problem and you know and I think that's um, you know that, that, that's a that's a really major challenge for lots of organizations we, we deploy these kind of tools that can monitor our environments and then we just get absolutely swamped by uh, data that we can't turn into anything useful I mean is, is that is that kind of a challenge you see across that that customer base of yours yeah that's um, I think I think that's that's a challenge, I think it's almost like a symptom of the challenge. The, the challenge itself is that things are getting a lot more complex very, very quickly. Um, we used to have, if, if companies used to have like um, an environment that was, let's say, a small data center, a few hosts, and that would be, that would be it, um, that was like seven, eight years ago. And now you'd see the same company um, with presence on two or three different clouds and have multiple on-premises, then maybe they have an Equinox environment that connects everything together. Um, and then they're using things that are a lot more complex in terms of uh, more sophisticated software, more sophisticated databases. Maybe they have a NoSQL databases. 
etc. So even the components are, are getting a lot more uh, complex. Um, it's it's very good for the practitioner that they have all those things to put together and build solutions. But it also means that uh, it's much much harder to manage those things, and uh, you have to become an expert in a lot more vertical disciplines. And so. Um, the amount of data that we see that's also going coming out of those things is almost like a symptom um, of that complexity. And um, it's kind of like the haystack that keeps on, on getting bigger. And when you're looking for something, it's the same needle somewhere in there that you need right now. Right. So yeah, the, the needle's always getting harder to find because yeah. the haystack continually gets bigger. Um, and, and, and it's, I mean, that, that, you know, that's, I think, a problem that we see across all, you know, not just infrastructure monitoring, but actually across whole disciplines of, of kind of enterprise IT is that increasingly, you know, we, we talked before about there's less, you know, not necessarily more IT resource to look after more of these more complex IT environments. We're getting more and more information. We're trying to find very specific and helpful bits, kind of business insights, and they're getting harder and harder to find. I mean, do you, do you find that ultimately what, what tends to happen in that environment is that almost people stop looking uh, and that they, they almost stop managing that infrastructure to a, to a degree because it, it just gets to a point where they can't. Right. That, that, that's only something that happens, not in every company, but uh, there are even names for that. There is, uh, you know, people talk a lot about uh, something called alert fatigue, right? Mm. So if you're, go- if you're getting like a few alerts per day and, you, you, and it's actionable, then you, you know, there's value there and you can work on that and, and um, it improves your, your life. But if you're getting 3,000 of those every day, you're pretty much stopping to look at any of them. Although some of them might be valuable, you just can't digest that. And so that's, uh, that's definitely um, uh, there's something about uh, getting people to be overwhelmed. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. You, you, you can find ways of managing that, but it's definitely uh, happening. And by the way, the, the, while the complexity in the environments go up, it's the same amount. The team stays roughly the same. The, the, there's not, in general, there's not a lot more many people to, mm. um, you know, to deal with this increasing complexity. Yeah, I mean, I think often relatively, there's less people dealing with the complexity. You yeah. know, as the, as the infrastructure grows, the IT team's not kind of growing to to match it. So, so I mean, so what are you starting to see um, in in kind of your environments in your part of the IT industry? What kind of things are you starting to see in ways that people, you know, the, the kind of technologies that are developing, the kind of solutions that are developing that are helping people to start to solve some of this problem? Because it is a big problem, you know. And say it's a, it's a problem we see across all kinds of infrastructure and, and enterprise IT, you know. So so what, what are some of the things that you're starting to see in ways of trying to bring this back under control a little bit, you know, trying to solve some of these kind of complexity uh, problems that you get with infrastructure management? Right. So I think that uh, um, some of the things we see is, um, is a shift of what's considered um, a reasonable way of um, monitoring your environment. I mean, when, when you're, the environments were really relatively small, then uh, just being able to get the main, like all the signals or, or at least the, the important ones and being able to present that, uh, to present them was considered um, a really uh, uh, a great start because um, it was manageable, the amount of uh, uh, information that you had. And so you get all the signals, you use your abilities, um, the practitioner uses the uh, 
his or her ability to um, understand what's going on behind and then interpret the signals and they can act on it. But now that there's, you know, two, three, four orders of magnitude, more data coming in and more complexity, this is no longer a solution. It's just uh, overwhelming data. And so monitoring systems have to evolve accordingly and try to understand and uh, give you more meaningful um, messaging and insights, right? So before just seeing an alert, let's say CPU has gone down above 95%, and maybe you want to get an alert for that. Um, that's no longer enough because it's not telling me what is going on, right? So now it's it's about looking at a lot more data and coming up with um, an understanding and insight. And so the messaging becomes a lot more higher level uh, to give you more uh, uh, understanding about what does it all mean, right? So uh, uh, monitoring systems are evolving with the industry. Yeah, so the idea that um, rather than relying on a handful of um, they're very skilled, uh, very experienced individuals who can interpret a lot of the data that's being presented to them because of the kind of the growth of data and the additional, I don't know, I suppose the additional workload, the additional strain on those individuals. If we can get the system to kind of take some of that experience, you know, to, to teach it some of that experience, to teach it some of that knowledge so it can start to, I suppose, apply context, so apply more context to the information. Is is, is that the kind of route you're going down? So as the data comes in, having the systems apply a little bit of context and maybe advise a little bit on actually when we see these things happening from our, from the experience that the system has been told or has learned, these are the next steps you should take. So we can almost hand over some of those roles to a to an IT generalist perhaps rather than somebody with a, you know, specialist skill set in a, a certain part of infrastructure. Right, absolutely. So so it's interesting. You, you touched on, 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 on a couple of things. So first of all, yes, there's the the this area that, that is called AI Ops that is, is talking about um, the ability to apply really advanced algorithms, sometimes what, what people refer to as artificial intelligence and machine learning, to give better uh, insights to people to understand what are the things that, that are going on, and that allows intern um, to do a couple of things. It, it can take some of the complex but repetitive or complex and, and, and um, uh, more frequent things that happen um, and identify them and maybe take care of them in, in, in different levels, whether it's explaining what they are or explaining and then recommending what to do about them, and then ultimately in the future maybe even automate them. Um, so that's one aspect. The other aspect is the question of, um, of people, right? So um, on one hand, what you can do is then you can hand off things to a more of a generalist. Uh, so that's one way to go. Or um, you could have practitioners that are really very much experts, but they now have some of their time freed up. And those are, those are most valuable people in the company. So instead of um, kind of spending or wasting their time on, on doing firefighting now, they can take all this uh, uh, bandwidth that they have and focus on doing strategic things for the organization. So they, they become a lot more valuable as a result. Yeah, and I think that's again. I think that's actually important from a couple of areas, isn't it? I think it's important from an organization, an enterprise point of view, that 
your your valuable resources, your experienced IT folk are freed up to do the things that are valuable to, to the business, you know, whether that's development, whether that's investing in or investigating new strategy, new technology trends. I think, you know, there's a there's a huge part in that. But I also think from a from an individual's career development point of view, you know, I think the idea that um, you are left keeping the lights on on complex infrastructure for all of your career that probably soon um, probably soon gets old doesn't it for some of these guys you know and you you feel maybe a little bit trapped or a little bit stuck um and and i guess for an enterprise what will often happen is that they will lose those people they will lose those people to a because they'll just want to do something different you know they, they how how many times a day could you worry about a thousand cisco switches across a network and then worry about the way your uh, cloud network's integrating with it you know i suppose you, you get to a point where you see that problem so so regularly that you, you no longer want to deal with it so if you can teach a machine to deal with that you know and and or at least hand that off to maybe an IT generalist who's just starting to learn their trade almost. That seems like a, you know, it seems like valuable from a, from a whole bunch of places because it's obviously, as we say, it's going to kind of free you up to do more high value stuff for your for your enterprise, but also from a kind of career point of view, it's going to free you up to maybe do more interesting things, learn something different, you know. Is that, is that kind of almost a, um, a side effect of, of being able to do this kind of stuff? Yes, absolutely. And I think that um, this is, um, but, but, you know, to be more clear, this is not a black and white because the um, the ability to, you know, we're not quite at the place where these type of systems can um, practically um, take take care of your job and and send you to have coffee. I'd like I'd like to have one of those right that can send me now to to have a, a cappuccino and and come back later when there's a real problem. Uh, they, they we're not quite there. There's a lot of things um, on this journey, but. Um, uh, in this process, we, we are taking a lot of pieces of, of the work that people do and we um, automate it and make it a lot better, right? So um, whether it's things like, um, you know, some of the things that Logic Pointer is doing in the short term is building an, an early warning system, right? So imagine that if you're going to have an issue, you know, um, it's, it's great to tell you that, hey, you know, uh, you just lost electricity and and the, the light is off but so that that has value to it although you can detect it yourself with your eyes but um, being able to tell you hey in 2 weeks you're going to lose the light and you know the phone will start working that is a whole different level of value proposition because you can actually act on it you know before the organization feels pain and maybe before you lose your job over that type of an issue right so um making you yourself um, a lot more proactive rather than reactive. It has tremendous value. And then um, allowing you to, to get more information, make things a lot more actionable and reduce the noise. We, you know, we, we discussed things like uh, alert fatigue is, you know, how do we um, use these, these things like machine learning to understand what are, what are messages what are the things that you need to know? What are the things that are really important to tell you? And what are the things that are repetitive and meaningless and just noise? And let's, let's just clean those out. So again, you might be getting 3,000 alerts about something, but uh, that system will say, look, you know, out of those 3,000, there's really five that you need to look at. And here are the five. So uh, that, that makes a big difference. 
I'm interested, I'm interested because you're talking there about kind of that that proactive monitoring, that proactive alerting. You know, does that include things like? Um, and I really, you generally don't know the answer to this, so I might as well ask it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it is. Uh, does that include things like capacity planning? Um, you know, so if we keep doing the things that we're going to do, we're going to kind of stress out our compute environments. You know, as an, as an example, can we? Can you do that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So capacity planning is another way of. Uh, of, it's a it's a private case of, of something kind of um, predictive or, or you know forward looking planning, uh, which is uh, there's a lot of examples. The, the most simple one that people can really identify easily is uh, you know your your disk is about to get full. You know whether it's your laptop or it could be a database. And when your disk gets full, usually the machine will crash in a very ungraceful way. And so it's. Um, it's very easy to notice that it's 80% and then it's 19% and, and then you just go in and add a disk. And a very similar type of operations can be done for, you know, performance uh, overhead, right? Because, uh, you know, pushing, pushing data down, down a network has a limit, has a physical limitation to how much data can go there. Uh, it could be any number of things in the environment. And the more... Um, devastating the impact of a failure or alternatively the more lead time you need to buy that disk or this component or or order from your provider more bandwidth on your network the more lead time there is um, the more valuable the capacity planning um, is for for people but so definitely capacity planning is almost the the other side of the coin of you know doing different types of troubleshooting uh, that is more current. So you, you talked before, and you kind of um, almost as a throwaway comment, you use this phrase um, AI ops uh, earlier on. Um, is, is this uh, is this a logic monitor product? Is this something that I can buy, or or, or is it more of a, a strategic approach to to dealing with this kind of influx of metrics and, and complexity of IT that the, that we're trying to manage on a day to day basis? Right. So it's more the 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 letter than uh, what you described. It's more of an, an approach and an um, overall strategy. Uh, it's a term that was coined to explain multiple set of um, kind of product offerings and, and um, value proposition, if you will. Um, so it's convenient because people know what to expect. Uh, suddenly, the components or the um, desire to create that type of value existed before this coin was uh, this uh, term was coined. I think by it was coined. I think by by Gartner. And what it means is the usage, um, it doesn't even have a, a quite accurate single definition, right? But in general, it's the usage of, um, of advanced algorithms, um, for the most part, machine learning and artificial intelligence to um, streamline and make ops uh, more efficient. Um, and so the fact that there is this term uh, makes it easy to explain to people what is it that we do and and in this domain, they can they can look it up, and customers know that they need it, uh, or they, they do now, and they they look for uh, vendors that provide some of those uh, capabilities. Um, and uh, the way Logic Monitor looks at it is, um, I think any advanced algorithm that will help us with with um, creating value that's uh, sustainable and um, stable with the customers, it's all you know, game for us. Uh, uh, part of it will be 
artificial intelligence and machine learning. Other parts might be just very advanced algorithms. Uh, so we, we don't need to limit ourselves, but uh, definitely a lot of machine learning is there. Well, as, as we come to um, kind of come to the end of our, our time here, um, uh, one, one question I, I often like to ask of technology companies, particularly when we're doing these kind of shows where we're maybe exploring something a little bit different or kind of an, an evolution of a of a technology, you know, because it's it's, it's not not new to um, for us to monitor our infrastructure. You know, that's a that's something I've, I've been do, doing my role for twenty plus years. There's always been tools out there that have monitored infrastructure, and you kind of touched on this much earlier on that you know, but back in the day. As, as we like to say here, the um, the idea that maybe you'd have eight servers and some PCs and a few switches that was relatively easy to monitor. But today we've got these these far more complex environments. But but if I'm listening to this and I'm a, a CTO of, of a of an enterprise somewhere, uh, and I'm listening to this kind of conversation and thinking, well, yeah, you know, having more intelligence around my infrastructure management might might be interesting. But, you know, what, what's what's some of the things that um, you know some some of the real benefits you can get by having this kind of much more proactive, much more intelligent approach to infrastructure monitoring? You know, what was some of the business benefit that you might be able to get out of out of this kind of te- te- uh, technology approach? So um, I think that uh, the benefits are, are substantial. First of all, the, the time to, uh, first of all, uh, avoidance, avoidance of outages and brownouts. This is very, very significant because everything that you do proactively rather than reactively, is, is a very different scenario, right? So, uh, you know, what is, what is the value of, a, of a, an avoided uh, outage? It could be, mm. it could be dramatic. Um, so that's definitely one of them. And then there's going to be um, definitely reduction in your, your most valuable um, uh, employees will spend a lot more time doing, doing firefighting and, and more time trying to make your business better and, and leading. Um, and so this will benefit definitely the company. It will also benefit the people uh, because they're working on critical and interesting things. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of alluded to maybe that's more interesting. Maybe the retention will be better. And I think, I think it's probably true. It's probably the case. So um, kind of everybody wins. If you if you have better systems that can allow you to do more with less people and avoid um, avoid catastrophes, I mean, what's not to like? So yeah, yeah, but but, but I'm, I'm with you. I think there's there's huge value in that. You know, and I, I think we we see that all the time. I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm in a role where my role has that kind of breadth to it that I get to do lots and lots of interesting things. You know, from what, what I do day to day to talking to people like you for for this this podcast. I think there's there's lots and lots of interesting things that that allow me to continue to develop and find new areas of interest to work in. But um, you know, so yeah, I, I absolutely agree on that. And I mean, I mean, there's other areas as well, other areas of benefit that you you see. Yeah, I think that. Um... I think that where this is all going is is a gradual um, uh, move to um, take away. Uh, this will happen in stages and will take years, probably anywhere between three to five years. Um, but it will um, uh, take away a lot of the mundane stuff. Anything that can be automated uh, will be automated. And so eventually most of data centers will be managed by themselves. And I mean... You know, the phases will be, first, we systems will be, today systems are very 
politically correct, let's call it, right? They're giving you, oh, here are the metrics, and because you're a smart person, why don't you figure out what's going on? But that will change to what I um, like to think of as systems that are more opinionated, right? They they kind of <laughs> they don't let you you be the judge, but rather let me just tell you what's going on. They might be, yeah. you know, when you have an opinion, you might be wrong about your opinion, but you should be able to defend that opinion, and that's part of it, right? Here's my opinion. What's going on is, you know, somebody is trying to steal passwords, or somebody, you know, or a disk is running out, or uh, you know, a switch is collapsing. Um, you can maybe fix that by trying A, B, or C, and A, B, or C might have these type of prices. And I'd like to get this type of message from a system because that system at that point is as valuable as a good team member, right? So it's uh, it's kind of the emergence from a very like a sidekick to something that will really help me uh, do things. And then once um, once the confidence is in place that the system is uh, not only opinionated but have good opinions, then later you can use this um, information to to automate remediation uh, carefully for for most or some of most of the things. And so people will really just have to deal with, you know, what's the strategy to serve the business needs as opposing to just work on things that are, um, you know, you still need smart people, but maybe you just use smart systems for that. You use your smart people smartly, I guess. I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, actually, I, I'm, I'm having that phrase, opinionated systems. I think it's a great phrase. Um, but I also think it's absolutely right in that, you know, because of the amount of, and I, I do a lot of work in kind of the, the data governance space. And one of the things that I'm, I'm really big on is that as we design kind of platforms for our data going forward, that those data platforms need to be intelligent, automated, secure by design as well, you know. So as actually as data is getting written into them, that, it, that the, the platform itself is starting to make decisions around, well, actually, this data needs to go and live over here and have this protection policy applied and and that sounds like a very similar idea in terms of infrastructure monitoring here that we look at things i see a b and c happen and i know now i need to go and do uh, x y and z as a as a solution to that because actually the things are happening so quickly and the infrastructure is so complex that a human being is just not going to be able to respond to it in the, in the time we need i think that's i think that's going to be hugely important for for all kinds of systems and and infrastructure monitoring being kind of kind of no different and um, well look as we've, we've we've kind of um say getting getting to the end of our time here um so if people have listened to this and um in, you know no doubt because i think it's a fascinating topic no doubt interested in kind of the areas that we've covered and some of the information you've shared how, how can people find out a little bit more about uh, what Logic Monitor do, and maybe how can people kind of follow up with you, Gaddy, as well, whether that's uh, online via social media or you know via via some other method. Right, right, absolutely. So uh, uh, I I advise you to look at logicmonitor.com. We have a very active blog uh, where you can find um, multiple people write as well as I do. Um, I'm also on uh, uh, Medium. Uh, we're, we're starting to shift to have you know. Uh, some of the some of the uh, uh, blogging will also take care on Medium, both by myself and my my peers. Um, I'm also active on Twitter, and uh, at uh, uh, my um, handle is is Gadi Oren, um, as well as uh, LinkedIn, where we sometimes publish things. So uh, you know, do look for me and and follow, and uh, uh, hopefully you find uh, the content interesting. 
Yeah, and well, you're you're on all the socials. We like that. Uh, that, that that's always good. Um, and actually, if people want to take a kind of look at what Logic Monitor do, is there ways people can try a free trial, um, POCs, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go um, online to the website. We we do offer a free trial, and uh, even though it's a free trial, um, it will come with um, a certain degree of support to make sure that you actually, um, you know get good use of your free trial. We want you to have a free trial that, that is successful so people will reach out. Um, I, uh, I encourage everybody to use that. It's a great uh, opportunity to check and see what we do. Um, and hopefully you'll, you'll find a, a solution very, very beneficial. Well, Gadi, that's that's brilliant. You know, that's I think that's that's great information. I think it's a fascinating topic. You know, the the um, and, and across all kinds of enterprise IT, the amount how we keep up with this increasingly complex world we're dealing with uh, is is going to be a big challenge for for people making those kind of decisions for for quite a while to come, I imagine. So, um, but hey, Gadi, thanks thanks very much for spending some time with us today. Look forward to having you on again in the future to uh, to talk some more about uh, the, the, this kind of developing world of infrastructure management. So, uh, thanks very much. Good talking to you. Great. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you've got an idea for a show or would like to appear as a guest, why not drop me a line at podcast at techstringy.com. Next week, we take a look at the world of analysts with my special guest, Greg Nearman. So to make sure you catch that show, why not subscribe? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening.